2: Dave Hawkins. Thanks for joining The Antidote, where Christian music doesn't suck. Our first song was Consuming from tonight's guest, the Dayton, Ohio-based Poetic Descent. I've been getting into this band's series of singles they've released over the past year and a half, Greek music with lyrics that often cover the hot topics. I guess that all of us know that Christians agree on the central tenets of our faith, that Christ is the Son of God life after death, the Trinity, etc. But occasionally Christians disagree on the finer details. That does happen at times during my talk with Adam and Jared of Poetic Descent. If you have strong opinions one way or the other, this is a good chance to keep an open mind and welcome the diversity. Here's the first part of our talk. It's cool to have Jared Lacey and Adam Thompson of Poetic Descent joining the antidote. Guys, thanks for coming for this talk.
3: Thanks for having us, Dave. Yeah, thanks.
2: Before we get into the music of Poetic Descent, maybe we should really go into your past, because weren't both of you members of Mayfly? Yes, we were. I never heard why that band came to an end.
1: We just kind of dissolved. We'd been doing it for a while. Um, and in fact... It was about five years, I think. I was, I was going to say, you guys have been doing it for five or six years and i had been doing it for it was about four years and then we we kind of got to a point where we were ready to well record basically an album and then we had uh, a little bit of a disputes within members of the band and then we just kind of decided to call it quits i know i felt
3: a lot of pressure to top what we did with the ep too and doing a a whole full length was really stressful in my mind.
2: That dispute, that's the one that we all saw on TV, right? The fists oh, yeah, were flying, yeah. the punches going, oh, you know, the SWAT team there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow, yeah. Uh,
1: no, not really. <laughs> a little bit more less dramatic than that. <laughs> but, the, uh, a less.
3: <laughs> but Yeah, that, that ended pretty suddenly, and uh, we still had had studio time already booked, and Adam and I were still down to make music together, and I'd had what were the first six Poetic Descent songs already written. So we went ahead into the studio about a month after that and recorded them.
2: Well, that's what I wondered about, because when I was thinking about the time frame, like it didn't take any time at all to rebound, because Poetic Descent began bringing out new music in 2018.
3: Yeah, it ended in 2017, and we recorded like a
1: month later, but we, we did sit on that music for about a year before we released it. I mean, we'd had the time booked, and we were just like, you know, most of these songs were written by Jared and myself, so we were just kind of like, well, we'll just go ahead and record these and see what happens.
2: So there isn't really a significant style difference between Mayfly and Poetic Descent?
1: Not really.
3: I mean... I think now we're attempting to do that, but actually... There's a little bit of a difference because a lot of the Mayfly songs were written initially by our guitarist, Joel, and our bass player, Tony. And I just kind of sprinkled in my thoughts and vocal ideas and stuff.
1: Well, you pretty much rewrote all the songs. We essentially took the songs and we kind of rewrote parts for them. So it kind of had, I want to say, like a, a Mayfly kind of style but we we kind of made it our own in a sense
3: yeah
2: That song, The Line That Separates, comes from the days when Mayfly was still up and kicking. Up next, Jared and Adam speak about their music tastes and how they chose the band name Poetic Descent. Okay, so tell me, what's the attraction to metal versus doing another music style?
3: I'd say for me, um, personality-wise, I've always been the introverted, awkward guy. I don't like to draw a lot of attention to myself, but for some reason, when I get on stage, it's quite the opposite. And I like to, I don't know, it's like I like to release everything that I keep hidden throughout my everyday life and just be a complete nut job. And metal is the perfect genre for that, to be that obnoxious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Couldn't we just be more polite and say this is just your alter ego? Yes, there it is go. my
3: hide, Dr. What is it, Mister Hyde? There you go, Doctor
1: Jekyll and yeah, yeah, something like that.
2: Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, exactly. Yeah, there it is.
1: <laughs> I think for me, it's not really one that I I would say prefer because I I've been involved with multiple different genres. I've I, I, my, actually one of my first bands out of high school was an indie rock band, so um, it's just one I guess that's kind of. Challenged me the most as a, uh, a musician. I mean, a lot of the pop drummers and a lot of the the stuff you hear on popular radio. Not a lot of the drummers are. They're just playing in the pocket. They're keeping the time, and they're not really um, out there. They're just oh, playing yeah. and getting paid for it. But you know, with ours, it's it gives me kind of a more creative outlet to play stuff that i don't normally play from week to week i'm mainly uh, been playing uh in the church so i play a lot of you know corporate worship music and that kind of lends itself more to you know i'm in the back and keeping the band together while you know everyone's you know not trying to be distracting but with metal music i'm i have a lot more freedom in what i play
2: you need to go to a metal church
1: Oh, <laughs>
3: I do, I do. <laughs> we we have one of those. It's about half an hour south of us, the first heavy
1: metal Church of Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I've, I've had that in the back of my head. Like, I should check that out sometime.
2: Something I've been curious about is the band name, Poetic Descent. I really don't get the connection between your music and the band name. <laughs>
3: okay, so... Basically, it is derived from my first name, Jared, and the biblical meaning of it, which is to descend. It references a Jared in, in Genesis, and to descend references an event in Genesis regarding fallen angels descending to earth and mating with human women, creating what's known as Nephilim or also giants like Goliath. Right. So I've had a fascination leading up to that with that section of scripture and the idea of these hybrid human demon things, because it's it's not something that's spoken of a lot throughout Christianity. And I mean, throughout the Bible, it doesn't say much about it. So a lot of it is just up to your imagination. But this is something I thought was really cool. And then um, poetic it flows with the word, and there was a a Dayton, Ohio band from where we're from um, called Dead Poetic. Oh yes, so it was kind <laughs> of a tribute to them too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they deserve that tribute. Yeah, that was it's quite quite fun. the band. It's cool that you happen to mention that your name and the biblical reference, because virtually all your music you've also included in the lyric sheets is the biblical reference for those too. Oh yeah, yes it is. So that's always the key. That's the focus of everything that you're doing.
1: Yeah.
3: I can't say I'd ever write something that veers too far from something biblical. I might write a love song someday, but it's going to have
1: God in the center of it in some way or another. (laughs) Come on. We need a Hey There Delilah hit, man. Uh. (laughs)
3: Just one to pay the bills and then never again. (laughs) Well, that's what they did. (laughs) Uh,
2: You know, there's a painful song from you guys that's really difficult to listen to. Fragile Frame. It's so personal. Don't let my mother die. Don't let her die tonight. Why can't she live forever? Don't want to say goodbye to say goodbye tonight to say goodbye. I went through those emotions with the death of my mother. Was writing the okay. song cathartic? Yeah,
3: it was. It was a long process because my mother passed away nearly 10 years ago at this point. I think I probably wrote some of those lines. I don't know if you call it like a short story or something <laughs> like that. Maybe a month or so after. And then over the course of the next couple of years, I started once I had music down, started turning them into lyrics, but then that song was just released what back in 2018. So it's been a while, but for me, it was really something I hoped would inspire other people or help other people dealing with death. So I, I think death is a lot of times the thing that can either turn someone away from God or turn them to God in a lot of cases. So um, that's another one of the songs the past few shows we've been playing that I do tell the story of. And another cool kind of story behind that was I wanted her voice to be on the recording of the song, mainly because she was a singer and inspired me musically. Um, So I, I was looking through old VHS tapes trying to find her singing a song and trying to rip that audio from it. But I couldn't really find anything that worked as far as that went. But I did find something from Easter Sunday when I was like one or two years old. And she's filming me as a toddler digging through the candy. And she asked me, um, Jared, do you know why we celebrate Easter? And then she says it's because Jesus was raised from the dead. And so I've been saying the past few shows we played that she instilled that idea in me and taught me that. Throughout the course of my childhood Into adulthood And I believe that if Jesus truly was raised from the dead Like the Bible says And anyone who follows him Will also be raised from the dead And live forever in eternity in heaven <laughs> with God So that's kind of my way of I guess sharing the gospel with our audience lately
0: Her frontal will fly more and more.
2: said earlier, Fragile Frame is one emotional song. Let's carry on with our talk about how the band has decided to release their music and hear about the song called Paper Thin Walls. Bands don't usually want to talk about, you know, the business and marketing part of their music, but this is a business. Oh, for sure. So I want to ask why Poetic Descent opted to release a series of singles instead of putting out an EP or even down the road, an album itself? Um,
3: For one thing, it's hard to get people to listen to full-length albums anymore, especially if you're a new band, an unknown band. So I just figured spreading out the release dates would give more of a chance that people would actually listen to every song at some point instead of forgetting the album like a a week after it comes out that and it's expensive to record <laughs> we've only got a couple guys funding the recording so <laughs> that's why it takes a bit longer oh, for yeah. us
2: <laughs> well there you did well because your debut single close encounter that made quite an impact on the charts when it came out last year yeah
3: yeah that was surprising to say the least <laughs>
2: It's an interesting song because it's full of questions from a person seeking truth. Mm -hmm. So, why don't we make this personal? How do you find the truth?
3: I mean, to start with the truth I'm referencing, it's um, when Jesus Christ spoke and said, "I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, to find the truth, which I think is essentially about why we're here in this this universe, what our purpose is, our existence, who or what put us here, I think we need to seek that out by following the life of this person, of Jesus Christ, I believe He truly was the the Son of God, so He has the ultimate connection to our Creator.
2: Why don't we carry on with that? Is it possible to have different views on Christianity and still share the faith?
3: Yes, I believe. That to an extent.
1: Um, to elaborate, <laughs> I'm wondering if you're gonna, if you're, I'll let you. Yeah, because I'm wondering if you're gonna say what I'm thinking.
3: I don't know what I'm gonna say. Yet. Oh, you don't know. i what what just going. Go okay. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think Jesus Christ is the central thing that binds all of us Christians together, regardless of our denominations and what we believe about. Who can teach in the church and baptism? I'm trying to think of other hot button issues and differences, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's the central thing that unites us is that person of Jesus Christ.
2: Well, you do bring up some hot topics in your songs. Oh my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here's one. You know, really, the reason I brought up that point is that I come from this pacifist Anabaptist background okay which makes it difficult for me to accept the lyrics from the song paper thin because it says if i hear you curse at her again if you make her bleed then you'll regret because these paper thin walls can't hold me back okay that's aggressive (laughs) yes it is yeah that
3: came from a place of um people who lived below me in my apartment this guy always yelling at his stepdaughter and just saying these horrible things to her. And I just had to, I had to write it down to get, get my thoughts out before I did flip out like that. Even for me, I am very much a pacifist too. I've never gotten (laughs) in a, never gotten in a fight in my life. I think that's why I, another reason why I like metal music is so I can get that violence out lyrically
2: rather than physically. Well, I thought you should just be down in the mosh pit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that helps too, even though I'm usually never very angry when I'm in a mosh pit. I'm just kind of having fun. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns. It doesn't turn into anger. It turns into survival mode at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the, the uh, concert you're at. <laughs> yeah.
3: Adam and I, I think, mostly avoid mosh pits anymore. But we did vote Mosh at a show we played with um, the Persuaded recently. It was kind of a smaller crowd, so it was safe. (laughs) But Adam full-on tackled me out of nowhere. I didn't see that coming.
2: Poetic Descent is still building up a song base. I wonder how you handle a live show with just seven songs.
3: Um, It fills the half hour mark about perfectly, which is usually the (laughs) the length of time we're allowed at most shows.
1: (laughs) If we're over a half an hour, we usually try and, you know, like we'll talk between songs a lot. Um, We've got a couple stories we tell about, what specifically, what's on some songs we give a little background on and say, this is this song, we wrote it for such and such. And Jared kind of goes into a little bit of story time. <laughs> yeah.
3: it, it's also nice, too, because we don't have to choose which song to play yet. We don't have to throw any out of the set list at this point.
2: <laughs> then maybe you should tell me, where do the song ideas come from?
3: Well, like you're you're asking about a close encounter earlier, that one was inspired by. First of all, I was watching the movie *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*.
2: Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah,
3: and there's a there's a scene where the scientists are trying to communicate with the UFO, and they're playing a keyboard, playing a melody on it, and the UFO plays that melody back to them. So I was sitting there with my guitar, and I figured out how to play that. And just kind of figured out the notes and the scale. And that kind of inspired the lead guitar part. Oh, of Oh, you beginning stole
2: of it. the song.
3: I did not steal it. From <laughs> <And> the
2: aliens. <laughs> I stole the notes. <laughs>
3: I
1: rearranged them.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then I, I'm, I mean, I'm really into like extraterrestrial yeah, stuff X-Files like that. And, yeah, yeah, X-Files kind of inspired the lyrics. I did steal stuff from that for the cor- lyrics to the chorus. Like the line... I want to believe and the truth is out there frequently repeated throughout the course of that tv show hey this is jared and this is adam we are poetic descent and you're listening to
1: the antidote
2: Was Poetic Distance Spacey song <laughs> Close Encounters. I'm sorry, I just couldn't resist saying that. Coming along, the band and I agree to disagree about the contents of their song Identity. I mentioned earlier that Christians don't always agree, and a poetic descent song I don't connect with is identity. Because mm-hmm. I've met many committed Christians who are in a same sex relationship. Okay do you think there'll ever be acceptance with the LGTBQ community in the church?
3: Um, never fully. And I think the message that I'm trying to communicate with that is I do believe that homosexuality or trying to change your gender, I don't believe that is a part of God's plan for anyone's life. I believe those are lies of Satan. So I, I believe I can, and as a church, we can love people who make those choices, and I think it's love that will eventually lead them to seeing what God's plan is as far as their sexuality and all that, but I don't think we should ever lead with pointing that out to them. I think we need to recognize them as God's creation just as much as we are.
2: Ah, but here comes the fine line. Do you accept them into your church? Or do you not?
1: I I say yes. I mean, personally, I think uh, shunning them out, it just, you know, makes it worse. And yeah.
3: It, I mean, except... Christ calls us, says, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think he calls us to stay as we are. Right, yeah,
1: right, 100%. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't think, as a person, in the, the form we're in now, we, we can ever, you know, be what God sees us as he wants us to be to his full potential. I think we're yeah. we're, you know, we have now I'm losing what I was saying. I'm losing my train of thought here. Um shoot. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I think in our human, I guess as we are now, we cannot be what God sees us as our full potential. I think we're always going to be imperfect. We're always going to fall short. But that's why Jesus came, died on the cross for our sins, so that he would take that away. And, you know, once we fully go back to our sinless self in death, we can come back to life as our whatever new creation. New creation. Thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> So I want to hear that. What was the motivation for you to write the song Identity?
3: Um, I felt like probably a lot in pop culture, media, people making it that their sexuality was their identity. And that was the main thing that made them who they are. And I was like, no, you're so much more than that, than who you have sex with. And that's kind of what inspired it.
2: Okay. And I get where you're coming on that. Our church is LGBTQ-accepting, and we have people that come to our church that are part of that community.
3: So do you guys interpret the Bible as accepting marriage in that sense?
2: Same-sex marriage, yes.
3: Interesting. Oh, wow.
2: When you talk to people from Europe, talking to the one Orthodox priest from Sweden, and he says, I can't believe that you guys are still struggling with these questions. He says, we got this resolved 25 years ago, and for them, they're accepting of it. So this is where you get different cultures, too, have got different viewpoints. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought you raised it. it because you covered the song. I was surprised that you actually put that one out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one's, uh, definitely.
3: A- I don't know if we have really, maybe because no. It's just not as popular, and nobody's really listened to the lyrics, but we haven't gotten much controversy with it Yeah, we haven't
1: really heard a lot, you know. I thought we would.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's obvious that poetic dissent doesn't pull any punches with your songs. You take a strong stance. But could it be so far that it could be considered ruthless?
3: Hmm, I don't know. Especially with that song, I feel like... People on both sides of the fence could be mad at
2: us. (laughs) (laughs) And you're okay with that?
3: Yeah, because I I was kind of putting myself in the shoes of somebody who believes they were homosexual and trying to imagine how they were treated by their family and friends and different things around them. Because on one hand, I'm calling us as Christians to love them and not treat them like their sin is any worse from our own sin if you believe it is sin and uh, but at the same time i was still saying that i believe it is sin and that um god created our bodies for a purpose and we need to make sure we're seeking to live up to that purpose and not just doing whatever we want with our bodies
0: what was i created for Yeah!
2: Another powerful song from Poetic Descent is Martyrs. It brings up about holding onto your faith even when being persecuted. Yeah. Have you had a situation where you've really been put under pressure to change your beliefs?
3: Nothing like what I wrote about in Martyrs.
2: <laughs> we'll talk about the song then.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, Martyrs is about essentially Christian persecution to the point of being tortured and murdered. I referenced Christians who were burned at the stake as one of the most extreme examples of that. And that was kind of inspired by a couple books I read that were put out by members of DC talk and an organization called voice of the martyrs. Mm-hmm. They tell stories throughout history, beginning with the first martyr after, uh, Christ died and was resurrected, which I believe his name was Stephen, was put to death, being stoned to death. Then it goes up to present day Christians throughout history who've experienced that. And it was just kind of an ode and a tribute to those who've gone before us and were willing to pay the ultimate price to uh, proclaim the name of Christ to the world.
2: You just heard Martyrs from Poetic Descent. And now for the news, because next week you won't be hearing The Antidote through the facilities of Trent Radio, because the station will be closed for the next couple of weeks, having some renovations done, along with everyone taking a break for Christmas. But The Antidote will carry on, at least on the Internet. Wednesday, December 18th at 9 p.m., come listen to our latest episode at theantidoteradio.com. I'm going to bring in all kinds of Christmas music that's just been released over the past couple of weeks. Be sure to join us for some Christmas fun. Well, it is time to head back to Poetic Descent for the last of our talk, and we'll hear their new song, Pariah. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Earlier this year, you released your latest song, Pariah. Pariah. It speaks about being prideful and not bowing down before God. People have always been prideful, you know, probably even more so in today's society. It's tough to change people's views.
3: Yeah, and actually, we are saying to bow down before the throne of God. Um, That was a song that was written by the guitarist from our old band, Mayfly. um, Joel Holy Cross is his name we did play a version of it in mayfly that was at the time more of a new metal rap metal version because that's kind of what he was into we we kind of started playing around with it after he left the band and i was like this has turned into a really awesome song asked Joel if we could use it and he said sure but it was kind of from his perspective of being a young man in the church maybe a teenager and feeling like he wasn't welcome there because of I guess the way he dressed and the music he was into and petty things like that. It's essentially calling out like the modern day Pharisees within the church who treat people like that instead of welcoming them in, like you were saying about the LGBTQ community and how a lot of churches won't even bring them in in the first place, regardless of how they feel about them. So in essence, that is pridefulness than thinking they're better than those people. So yeah, that, that was kind of written from his point of view. And essentially, we're, we're calling those people to humble themselves and bow down before the throne of God. I guess I do want to point out that I, I
1: believe at points in time, I have been that person.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm calling say,
1: myself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, a self check for us to say, hey, you're not Perfect. You need to straighten
2: up. <laughs> yeah, I think we all need to hear that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I don't know if Adam and I have had an experience like that so much as Joel claims to have had.
2: Yeah. Throughout uh, church,
3: we've always had pretty been a part of really accepting body
1: of believers in the churches we've been involved with. Yeah, I've had I've had a, a couple instances, but I've never really let that you know kind of. Jade me, or in a sense, I never really let it get to me. I kind of said, Well, you know, it's some people are have a lot of chips on
3: their shoulder. Yeah, essentially, that behavior of shunning people before they even get a chance to try church out may push them away for the rest of their lives. They may never try to seek God again because of that.
2: What's down the road for poetic descent? Any plans for more music?
3: Oh yeah. Yes, I don't know if we'll start working on it this week or next week, but we have a another song in mind that I've I probably wrote a few years ago. That's how
1: most of my songs go.
3: It takes a couple of years before we we have a couple get around songs. to. We, them.
1: We've been meaning to really get in the works and start performing and they, recordings of. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> lay down everything
3: by myself in the first place, and then bring it to Adam to write his own drum parts. I I write some really basic drum parts on my computer and then he, he makes them better and he'll give me some other ideas and point out things I may not have thought of, but that's, what's next for the winter. We don't have any shows planned at this point. Adam's also been working on some stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. As far
3: as designs for some merchandise, which is something we haven't done yet at this point as a
1: band. I've been working on that and I've been working with another, another project. A good friend of mine from high school, he's a worship leader at a church I I play at, and uh, he's working on a a worship music album. So I've been working with him and helping him write stuff for that. So we'll see if that... Adam's going to be a famous worship drummer and leave me behind.
2: (laughs) So let me guess, this is going to be the Metal Worship Marching Band release.
1: (laughs) There we go, yeah. (laughs) that would be wow that would be yeah
2: well listen guys thanks for coming on the antidote and i really appreciate you being so upfront and honest with your answers
1: not a problem thank you dave thanks for having us